guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, Oxford Holy Club. I am your host, Brad Silliker, and tonight I'm joined by... Andrew Beckwith. No screwing we that up. One, Nailed it. One. Yes, got it in one. Uh, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club podcast, your podcast of choice for all things Oxford Holy Club. This is episode 105 entitled Christianese Trash Cans and Directions. And it's going to be a fun evening. As you can tell already, we're down a pair of, uh, of hosts and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Well, why don't we talk about, hi mom, why don't we talk about that right now? Uh, as you notice, Matt Barber is not with us, and Lucas Candy is also AWOL. And Matt I is, didn't notice. You, fair enough. All right. Um, well, it's Lucas's and his wife Melissa's anniversary, 13 years. So happy anniversary, you guys. We love you and appreciate you. Now, Matt Barber, on the other hand, he's just camping on a Tuesday night. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, the, yep. He, he also found, not at a campsite, also not in a tent. So I'm not, I think he's just hanging out with other people and, uh, and that's fine outside. And well, you know what? I heard rumor that he might still call in and give us a tour of the campsite. So I look forward to seeing a couch and a TV anyway, which is what we saw in the uh, earlier call. Yeah. <laughs> when he just tested, that's what we saw anyway. Uh, so we want to make a quick mention. Uh, as you know, we have a website, oxfordholyclub.com and you can go there for any and all of your Oxford Holy Club needs. Uh, you can find out where we are on all the social medias. You can find us on all the podcast players. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube, Facebook every Tuesday night, 9am, 9pm live. And then on you. Yes. Sorry, on uh, YouTube, either later this evening, a repeat, or it'll be tomorrow. And same thing with our audio. Either our audio will be ready tonight or tomorrow, but guaranteed by tomorrow. Okay, and if you want to browse the merch, it's also there on the website. Uh, so, Andrew, you ready for this? Shall we get into this? <laughs> yeah, how about we catch up? Well, do you want to catch up or do you want to, do you want to follow the notes? What do you think? <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, we're off to a rough start. Why don't we toss to one of us with... Oh, you should have. I know. I thought, edited I thought about editing that and putting my name in there, but it's all good. Uh, so normally Lucas would be doing this potent ponderable segment, but we're going to uh, move on without him tonight. So the potent ponderable before us is this question, and it's an interesting one. What do you think non-church people would think is the weirdest churchy saying or uh, thing that we do in the church? Let me read that again because I, I felt like I, even though I've read it before, get confused. The, the potent ponderable before us is what do you think non-church people would think is the weirdest churchy saying or thing that we do? This is an interesting question. I've thought a lot about this in like for serious reasons, but this is also kind of fun too. Andrew, what do you the think? The list is endless. Uh, <laughs> There's too many. You think so? But I mean, just off the off the top of my head, I mean, you got like, I'm on fire for God, uh, or even I asked Jesus into my heart. Uh, those are some. What a, it would know. be? Yeah, you got to wonder for like first time people that come into the church that see people like the thing that I thought was interesting, and I've always, I know, I get why we do it. But uh, laying on of hands, it doesn't happen obviously every service, but I always think of like that, that new person that's, you know, maybe come in for the first time and they're just checking things out, seeing are these people weird or not, what's up with them. And then all of a sudden it's like, let's just lay hands on each other. And, yeah. and it's like, hold on, come again. Now, obviously we're living in a COVID-19 era and that day has come and gone. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But, but like the, that could be the first time that church ever done it or did it, but that's like the first experience that person has. Right. They do this every week. Or have you ever thought about communion? Like how weird would it be for a non, non-church person to walk in? Cause we have our own language and we have our own, the own, our own things that we do. And so for someone to walk into communion and hear, you know, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ broken <laughs> for you, take and eat. Or, you know, did he just, did he just say that? Did he say that? <laughs> Talking to yeah. Carl? Did he just say that? Did, 
You say uh, the body and and the blood of our Lord, and and I'm not making light of communion or the sacrifice, but but just the terminology and the way that we talk about these things to to someone just coming in, you, they've got to wonder. Uh, any others from you, Andrew? I really the on fire for God thing that that would, that would freak somebody out. What do you mean by yeah. that? Uh, let me uh, let me get back to you. You share some. Oh, all right. Oh, uh, my mom here. Thanks, mom. Uh, saying grace and saying bless the hands that prepared the food at the potluck after church. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, bless the hands that prepared it. What about uh, hedge of protection? That's one of my. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite prayers. Lord, yeah. we pray for a hedge of protection, and uh, and I mean, I'm not going to redo any of the jokes because every comedian out there, any every Christian comedian has done the jokes. Tim Hawkins has done them uh, about like, why are you asking for a bush? Ask for a wall. Like, <laughs> what is the problem? Like, is it is the enemy's real problem shrubbery? Is that what's keeping him at bay? Is this little hedge? of protection thorns thorns Thorny. yeah uh so hedge of protection i find weird anybody else any other ones that you're thinking of just the idea of baptism right like if you don't know what that is and you come into a church my hairdresser actually he was telling me one one time he was at a church and they were it was first time there or whatever and they were doing baptisms <laughs> he's like yeah they were like dunking each other in the water and then she, everybody cheered and like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I, I saw him do a, do a suplex into the, into the tank. Cause it's so weird, her right? Like for someone who's just wandering into church, it's, why, are they, why are they dunking them in the water? So um, two churches ago that I worked at had a baptismal in the church and it was, it kind of, you had to go through this weird hallway to get to it. And there were stairs that went up a little platform and then stairs that went down and we were having a youth night and we had, we have 60 kids at um, staying the night at the church for like an all nighter type of thing. And the, during that we were playing a game, I forget the name of the game, but doesn't matter. Basically the lights were off and kids were running everywhere. And there was a kid, it was his first time at the church. And so he's running like crazy, not knowing where he's going. And we were having a baptism that next Sunday. So the tank was full of water. He went straight up those stairs and did like in the, can you imagine running in the middle of the, in the dark in a place you don't know? And then all of a sudden you're submerged in water and don't know how you got there. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I've never heard that story before. Yeah. You know what? The kid's name was Andrew too. So that's too funny. Oh my. And so he like, he comes out and teens are tr like finding me and they're like, Andrew, Andrew like was swimming in the baptism tank and didn't know what happened. Anyway, fun time to, you know, explain about baptism. What about, <laughs> uh, what about, okay. So, uh, now again, I'm not making light of the, you know, what, it, what's, what these actually symbolize, but like the songs that we sing, you know, are you washed in the blood? In the soul cleansing blood of the lamb. Huh? <laughs> Come again? Yeah. And I had, uh, we had a youth at the last church I was at. She, the, there's an old hymn called It's a Glorious Church Without Spot or Wrinkle, Washed in the Blood of the Lamb. And she, and she, uh, she was, one of the comments she made to me once was she said, I thought that song was talking about like how good the churches, um, like washers and dryers were because of it's a glorious church without spot or wrinkles. Like I didn't get it. I don't understand it. That's funny. Yeah. Any we more? always talk about, uh, like when somebody becomes a member of the church, giving them the right hand of fellowship, which just <laughs> sounds like you're going like to hit them. <laughs> Right. Oh, like, okay. I took that a totally different way. I thought like it's like a trophy, but it's it's a hand. Here, I extend no, to you the right to me, hand. It just sounds like you're gonna hit them. You're gonna deck them. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But also, yeah. Here's a hand. Here, here's a hand. Oh, one of us now. Laying the, okay. Uh, what about uh, we're all a part of the body of Christ? Again, mm. true, and and I we get it, but it's a it's a metaphor. Like it describes something, but to people like, you know, they're just, they're part of the body of Christ. It come again now. What do you mean by that? Oh dear. Anything else there, Andrew, from your comprehensive list of weird things that we do? I, mu music is the biggest one for me. I'm, I don't see, I, I don't, I've tried kind of hard not to speak in Christianese a whole lot, but music is a hard one because it's, it's kind of for us and you're like rewriting the song as you're trying to lead it. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh dear. Uh, let me, I'm just looking at my list before I, you know, into the word backslidden. Uh, here's ask Jesus into your heart. That's a really good one. Um, Soul winning. Oh, <laughs> I see that hand like that. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I'm just thinking like a song I really like right now is uh, New Wine. I don't know if you know that one, but I like don't. it's about like Jesus give me new wine. So basically, it's, I don't know. Yep. New new life. Basically, I don't know. But the lyrics are like in the crushing and the threshing. Jesus give me new wine. <laughs> like it's just. It makes no sense. It, yeah, yeah. There's a, somebody listening to that. We need to really do a good job at being able to explain the core things that we believe uh, in words that make sense to everybody. Oh, I almost feel like thanks, like we're Rian, probably to, getting into like um, a more uh, yeah uh, into more serious conversation here. But like, I feel like a lot of worship songs now are getting more complex in in their words. Um, but anyways, <laughs> oh, well, there we go. All right. Andrew, what do you say, old boy? Yeah, let's catch up. <laughs> it's so weird not being like, not talking over one another. I know. Or, or what? Try, trying to like, can I talk? What? Oh, can I, yeah, it's that there. I feel a little bit more comfortable yeah. now. Yeah, there. Uh, Andrew, before we share what's going on with us, why don't we do a little something here and bring our special guest, who's also one of please our hosts. Please be Lucas. Please be Lucas. Please be Lucas. That uh, doesn't look good oh. based on the picture. It's not looking good. Let's see. Can we get him? Uh, Matthew, are you there? He's connected. It says he's connecting. Oh, okay. He's muted. We're going to ask him to unmute. Hello, Matthew. Where's your video? There hey. he is. Hey-oh. Oh, no, I liked it better with two. Oh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Hey, Matt. I'm on location uh, for uh, tonight. Can you hear me okay? We, we can hear you fine. The video's a little choppy, but that's all right. Uh, it's because I'm in the middle of Memram Cook, undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, choppy at best. Okay. Yeah, so good start to the show, guys, or what? Uh, different. It's weird not trying to talk over everybody and each other. Okay, message received. You don't got to be like that. <laughs> you don't got to be like that. No, no. Very good. Well, I'm not going to stay long. I just uh, wanted to check in. Uh, so everybody knows uh, for your bingo card, I'm going on a big hike in a couple weeks. Yep. Who's got it? Who's yeah. got Barbara Bingo? <laughs> and I thought, hey. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna sleep in a hammock, right? And but I've never slept in a hammock, and I got to sleep in a hammock for two nights after hiking like 60 kilometers. So I thought maybe we should find out if we can sleep in hammocks. I can actually sleep. So we uh, in the city, of course, we don't have any big trees. So we went to my buddy Steve's place, and uh, here's are you ready? I'll give oh, you a tour of my crib. Undisclosed location of Memram Cook, Steve's place. There's a tour of my crib. Wow! Oh, yeah. Wow! So I got That's got nice. my hammock. Got my hammock with my my mosquito net attached on top, and then inside here I'm gonna get my cameraman Nathan to help yes, me out. Yes, this is what I wanted to see. Uh oh. Okay, there we go. Okay, can you see me? No, sideways, Nathan. Sideways. Okay, can you see me? <laughs> we yep. we got you. So then inside, you unzip it here. Point it close, Nathan. <laughs> Underneath, I got my sleeping pad there, and then got the sleeping bag right on top. So get in it. Get in, it, get in it. Get in. Get in it. All right. This is the most. This is the hardest part of it. I'm <laughs> you get in like this. Kick off your shoes. Swing your feet up. Zip it shut. You getting all this? We're, oh yeah. This, this is, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and he's preparing for the one hour of sleep he's gonna get. I can't believe it. There's a mosquito in here. <laughs> So that's how that works. Oh wow! Thank, thank you, Matt. It's good. I, I'm honest. To Pete, look at the mosquitoes in here. Oh my goodness! We can't see. We can't, we, see. We can't see the mosquitoes. Nathan, yeah. be, get, get in closer. Show us the mosquitoes. I gotta try and get out of this thing. Ah. <laughs> there we go. Right. Okay, give me that back. Good job. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So that's my night. So. 
Maybe I'll do a post on the uh, oh. on our Facebook page in the morning to confirm uh, survival. Please do little segments throughout know. the night. There we go. We're talking over how one many over. hours you slept. Okay, I'll keep track of it. Yeah, I'll set I'll set the app on my phone. So Nathan's also sleeping in a hammock. Uh, Same hammock or different? Well, different hammock. <laughs> yeah, mine is a two person hammock. They claim, but whatever. Okay. Um, okay. Here's Nathan's setup. It just looks like a piece of... <laughs> it looks like a of, towel. <laughs> it does look like a towel draped from one tree to the other. Uh, can we? Can, can Nathan show us how to get in and out of that one? Yeah, he can. Go ahead, Nathan. Nathan hates video, but... Perfect. All right, here we go. So Nathan, watch. He's, he's a lot skinnier than me, so this happens a lot smoother. Ken Carter is going to be really upset that Nathan was a guest on the podcast before he was. Oh, well... Wow, his hammock unzips too. Yeah, so did mine. Oh, uh, okay. Wait, so, so he's cocooning. Oh, uh, cool. Just like that. Just like a banana. He's like on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get bit by an animal. Yeah, actually, mosquitoes will bite you right through that. So, well, that sounds there like you, you guys are gonna have a fun night. You got an undisclosed uh, location at Steve's place. In Memorum Cook. In Memorum Cook. And Memorum Cook's very French. There's probably not many guys named Steve. Fair enough. Rat's mom Stephans. wants to know, of, what about the bears? Lots of Stephans, but no Steves. Uh, actually, there was a bear spotted in North End Moncton looking over a fence uh, yesterday. So I'm as safe That's here so as close I am to you. in Moncton. Well, wow. So, so. There we go. Anyway, I'm going to let you guys get back to it. All right, Matthew. Um, I'll have lots to report next week on how this went. Looking forward to hearing about it, man. Do you have All snacks? Right. Do you have hammock snacks? Actually, yeah, I hammock have, snacks. No, no hammock snacks. We've actually, oh. uh, we've actually, we have. Reason I have to get in is because uh, we got nachos cooking in his house right now. So, can, yeah. Can anyone catch a civic is that number your on new that car house? behind you? It is actually. Oh, here, here we go. We're that. not. We're not done, folks. Do you want? Do you want to tour my new car? Take I us. Do, take actually. us to the car, Matt. <laughs> here we go. Wow. <laughs> Got How many the, horses under there? I don't know. Anything about <laughs> there it is. It's white. It's white. All right. It's a white car. Yeah, and inside's black. Oh. You go. And that's everything I can tell you about this car. Okay. There you go. Awesome, man. All right, guys. Well, thanks for letting me jump in for a few minutes. I miss you. We miss you, Matt. Have a good night, buddy. All right. Farewell. Very good. See ya. See ya. Very well. <laughs> Let's see if he can exit gracefully this time. Okay. There, he did it. And that's the last time we ever saw Matt. <laughs> when he jumped on the first time, he tried to leave the call and could not figure out how. And so we're just staring at Matt poking at the screen quite a bit. Uh, well, that was nice to hear from Matt to see what's going on. Do you think Lucas will do the same thing on his anniversary night? No. No. No, I suspect. Hey, but you know what? I had an idea yeah. the other day. What's that? And Matt reminded me of it. Mm -hmm. What do you think about actually having Oxford Holy Club bingo and all of the listeners get to play bingo while they watch? I, frankly, I think it's a great idea. I'm not sure why we didn't do it before. We we repeat ourselves so often and do so many of the same things. And we could sell something sketchy on Kijiji. Uh, oh, this could be great. We should do this. So if they win... Uh, if they win it, what do they get? It's just I don't know because somebody will probably win every night Ugh. based on how often people talk. Yeah, fair uh, enough. I don't know. We'll 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 workshop we'll, this. We'll workshop it. Throw some spaghetti on the wall. See what sticks. Type of thing. Yeah, but I think it'd be fun for people. Uh, that might be fun. All right. So <laughs> Oxford Holy Club Bingo doesn't really roll off the tongue very well, but uh, I, I think we could probably work something out. All right, where are we, Andrew? And we gonna catch up now? Oh well, we—I mean, I had us in our catch-up spot with Matt. May May I share with uh, you something that I did today? Sure. Uh, okay. Well, it's it started yesterday. Um, I wanted to start, so I'm trying to eat better, and 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 not snack at night and all that kind of stuff. And I found that to be 
it's okay. Um, but I really, I really loved smoothies, you know, just like some yogurt, Greek yogurt and some blueberries and veg or vegetables, uh, fruit and all this kind of stuff. So I wanted to start drinking some smoothies again and, uh, didn't realize just like how jam packed full of calories that would be. And, and sure it's all fruit and, you know, some good stuff for Receptive. you. What's that? It is. Don't do it, Brad. Don't tell them. <laughs> I'm going to, Mandy, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell the world. Uh, so anyway, so went out and bought a blender and. Oh, you're really invested. Yeah. Well, so Mandy <laughs> went and bought all the, the, uh, the fruit and, and everything when she did the grocery run, but didn't make it to Walmart. And so I went out to Walmart and got a blender and, uh, and I got one, it's kind of like a magic bullet, not a sponsor, but it, you know, it's got the cup and you blend everything. Then you can just put a cover on it and go. Yeah. And, and I really like, like that. Yes. But it's like, it's pretty big. I think you can get uh, 12 to 14 ounces that, or 24 ounces, sorry. Uh, 24 ounces. Anyway, so I did up the, th- did up the shake or did up the smoothie and um, gave some to my son. He liked it. And, and then we were talking to my in-laws because my father-in-law has a smoothie every day, but he like, he, he does it really well. It's got protein, it's got fiber, it's got, you know, uh, all, like just, it's really good. And basically the one I made was all sugar, <laughs> just <laughs> and natural sugar, but still sugar. And yeah. so my mother-in-law made a comment that just went right to my core because of how hard I'm trying not to eat junk. She's like, that's like eating a chocolate bar before bed. And I was like, oh no. So thus began the Google search into healthy uh, smoothies, something for, for a man on the go. And uh, it's water. It's, water it's basically water. No, I, I had the a terrible idea of could you could you smoothify tuna? Okay, I I see that face. I see that hand. <laughs> uh, I thought, could you smoothify tuna? Like, could you put tuna in a smoothie? Because I'll I'll, no. I'll eat a can of tuna with some pineapple, and that's really good. It's got great protein and you know good vitamins from that uh, that they're that they're uh, pineapple. Anyway, so I looked into it and there's a ton of recipes for tuna smoothies out there. And I went with the one I had the ingredients for. Are you ready? I'm going to describe it for you so you can make it at home. I'm going to take my headphones out. No, no, no. Listen, this is super simple. So you get a can of tuna and you drain it, dump it in your dish for blender, for the blender. Uh, A cup of water, four ice cubes, blend, drink, (laughs) Move on. Ew, why wouldn't you just eat the tuna? <laughs> Normal. Because I wanted a way to get it. Fa- I wanted to do it fast. I just wanted to get uh, it fast. Um, and I was going to put pineapple in it because I thought, well, that'll be good. Tuna and pineapple is good. But my kids had eaten all the pineapple already. So that was that was gone. So Mandy's just staring at me as I'm trying to down. And I thought there might be a consistency issue. I'm not the best when it comes to different consistencies. Like you set your expectation for what tuna is going to be. And when you get it cold and in a liquid form, um, it's different, <laughs> but it wasn't that bad. Uh, uh, probably will do it again. Why though? Was it that much faster than eating tuna? Yeah. So- <laughs> tuna, I find, I find tuna chewy and dry and... And I, I want the protein from the tuna and all of that, but I would love to get it down faster. There. Also, uh, let's see. Just eat some nuts or something. Well, okay. So <laughs> the other thing that I thought was worth noting, at least in the ketchup spot for the night, was Jaden, um, for, for uh, going up a grade, we gave the kids some money in the card. And by we, I mean Mandy did it. And, uh, and so... Jaden wanted to spend his money. So we went to Walmart. We totally forgot that there was a Toys R Us in Charlottetown and went right to Walmart. And he wound up buying an RC car. But have you had to buy any for your kids yet? No? no. Okay. So I I don't know. I'm going to sound old, but I remember RC cars with like huge round batteries in them that you would fill up and then they would go for quite some time. But it was expensive to buy batteries for it again. 
And so yeah. usually you just bought a new car. Uh, but now they're making the RC cars um, so that they plug into USB chargers. And they basically have two AA batteries. In fact, in this car, that's exactly what it is, is two AA batteries that are rechargeable. And then it's it comes to a, a USB plug that you plug this thing in and charge it up. So Jaden was only getting maybe, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes of continual use out of this, which... Might sound like a lot, but when you're out there ripping it up with the RC car, ramping and and going, it takes 24 hours to charge it. It takes so long to charge it. So, <laughs> I though just because of the design of this car, I decided I would put basically a fuel cell in it. Is the way I I termed it. We had a a little rectangle battery pack, like a USB charging battery pack. Do you know what okay. I'm talking about? Stuff like something you would take like on a, a trip, like, like a power brick, like like a power brick. Okay. And so I I got took the top off the car, got in there and uh, and hot glued it to the car and then ran the USB huh. plug into that. And so now it just he can just go and when it eventually does die, um he can we can just we recharge the battery pack. And nice. that that takes a night to recharge, but then you've got the car for I I don't know what it is. Like Matt when he was just on, I don't know anything about cars. I can do my own brakes, and that's basically the only thing I can hang my hat on. This, for whatever reason, felt somehow manly to me. I felt somehow like a success as a father and as a man by taking this RC car apart, souping it up, and giving it back to my kid to go there. It's that's better. Pretty sweet though, that's a good idea. Oh well, hey, thank you. Yeah. How about you? What's tested your manhood this week? Oh, well, funny you should ask. <laughs> My dryer broke, and oh. which is always sad because we just got our dryer broke not even a year ago. But when you buy a $100 dryer off of Kijiji, <laughs> you get what you get. You get what you get. Uh, you should have got Lucas involved in that. <laughs> so um, anyways, I decided I'm going to try and fix it. So I got on the YouTube and uh, watched 8 million videos that weren't my specific dryer, uh, which doesn't help you. <laughs> Does not help. to know that. I thought, well, they all look the same. They do not. They all do the same thing. Uh, anyways, after finally finding a good video and I borrowed, I had my dad's like those, like the tester meter, like the electrical meter and you put it on, it beeps and stuff. Hold on. I have something else to hang my hat on. It's called the multimeter. Yeah, that thing. I go. borrowed that and I was actually like testing things and like I found the problem. Nice and job, like, Andrew. Yeah, I was so pumped. And I was too pumped though. Oh, <laughs> no. Because it was the element, which is like the main thing that heats, right? Mm -hmm. And so I immediately like he, the guy in the video was like, it's this part number, blah, blah, blah. And so I immediately went on Amazon and like found it and ordered it. And it came very quickly. It was the wrong one. Oh. I ordered the wrong part. The guy had like the exact same dryer as me, but somehow the insides were like slightly different. And so <laughs> I was a little, I was a little deflated by that. Uh, and so, anyways, I sent that one back, got a new one, and okay. I put that in today. And the dryer is currently drying. And dude, yeah, I felt oh. very, very. Good about that. You should. So you identified the problem. You ordered the part yep. and you put it in, and now it's working. Yeah, it only took two tries. <laughs> but it, it, if it happens again, you know exactly what to do. The hardest part of fixing anything is figuring out what's broken. Tr wow. Because once you know it's once you know it's broken, you just get the new thing. You, but oh. how do you figure out what's broken? How, Andrew? <laughs> YouTube. Oh, okay, <laughs> hope somebody shoot. Else, hope somebody else with way more time than you has filmed a video of them fixing the thing. I was thinking, which is always the case. I was thinking that you were really taking us into a really good life lesson, like a life application moment, where we could talk about, you know, how do you identify the problem, and 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 because you can't fix it until you've identified it. Yeah, well that. That YouTube advice that goes for everything. Well, I'm <laughs> not. I'm not. Whether so it's <laughs> mechanical or emotional, there's somebody on YouTube that'll help you. You know what? I'm not so sure. I, I we're on YouTube. <laughs> and how much help are we? 
A lot. Oh. Uh, yeah, and the other thing, uh, Tiffany and Oliver, they started growing plants way back a while ago uh, in preparation of planting a garden. Uh, and they would have oh. them in these little egg carton oh, things. understood. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyways, they were in there for a very long time because somebody was supposed to get a area prepared. Yeah, me. Anyway, so I got a tiller, borrowed a tiller, and I got really invested in the garden. Now I'm like on board. And is it basically the real life version of Animal Crossing? (laughs) Well, uh, not quite as cool. Well, wait, which one? Which one's cooler? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) it's so fun going outside and seeing how much the things have grown in like one day, and they grow really fast. Yeah. It's amazing. Yep. That's cool, man. I, yeah. I, I would share in your excitement, except now, while I didn't really work the farm, I grew up on a potato farm. And so, you know, you plant and you watch stuff grow and then you harvest it. It's, it's good stuff. There's life lessons to be learned there, especially about seasons and seasons and times and reaping and sowing, Andrew. You're just full of like life application moments tonight. You're living- I guess so. You're living. Well, you're trying to drag them out of me, but I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm trying to add some depth, my man. Yeah. Oh, well, there. All right. So I had a tuna shake. You fixed your dryer, planted a garden, and I fixed up an RC car. Mandy yeah. sent M- Mandy sent me a picture of it so I could get it on the air, but I um, can't. No. Just no. Hold, hold your phone up. Hold my phone. Oh, actually, okay. It's not a bad idea. See if you can see if you can see my sweet fuel cell. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, easily accessible. And you know what? You know what's crazy is the car is green and purple, and the the fuel cell is uh, is also green, the same green. Really? It, it was like they were made to go together. I thought you were just gonna are gonna be showing us a picture of the smoothie shake. Oh no! The tuna. Thing. No, 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 Stop no. The car. So I got to get my. I do need to get my shake game. Uh, There's got to be a better way of saying that. I I need to. No, I can't think of one. I got to get my shake game right. I really do enjoy smoothies, and uh, to find something that's healthy and kind of meets all your needs, uh, I got to. I get, do you know? Can you help me, Andrew? Help me, Andrew. You're my only hope. Well, you're screwed then. Good enough. All right, <laughs> that's fine. All right, shall we smorp? Dude, I've been looking forward to this smorp. So, smorp, smorp, smorp. Now, I will say this. Normally, the person that usually reads the smorp, it's almost like they get a pass and a buy on having to engage because they're doing the reading and asking the questions. But there's only two of us, buddy. That means we're both on. Okay. All right. So we're going to uh, do our SMORP. If you don't know what SMORP is, a SMORP stands for Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, and Prayer. And basically, we're going to read through a passage of Scripture, and then we're going to discuss it. And so uh, Scripture means what words, phrases, or observations in the passage stand out to you. Uh, then we move on to message. What do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? And so on. And so uh, we'll get started on that. And feel free to join in if you have uh, things to share. We'd love for you to comment and uh, and uh, share your thoughts. So tonight we are reading. Oh, we're changing up the 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 version, eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow! That a little treat for me. It's a banner night here at the Oxford Holy Club. We accidentally put the NIV in. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Joshua three one to five NIV. Wow. Uh, Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set up from Shittim. Shittim? How do you say that? I feel like <laughs> you said it and move on. <laughs> uh, to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. <laughs> After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions to follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. 
Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. I'm going to read it one more time. Sure. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things among you. So scripture, what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you? What does this scripture tell me about the nature and work of God? Uh, well, um, something that stood out to me, it's, it's this phrase in verse four, then you will know which way to go since you've never been this way before. <laughs> it's, it sounds like a contradiction of terms. Um, but the reason that you'll know, so, so the Israelites had never gone this way before, but they're going to know which way to go. How? How? And, and I don't want to get into the, ah, it's so hard to like pick out a word or phrase without explaining why it's important to you. Yeah. But um, it's, it's because they're following the Levitical priests that are carrying the Ark of the Covenant and the Ark of the Covenant uh, represented the presence of God uh, with them. And, and so they are, they are actually following the leading of the Lord into an area, into a place that they were called to, but they'd never gone there before. It was totally new and foreign to them. And if you, you know, you know the story, there were giants and all that kind of stuff over there and, and like in, insurmountable odds and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and if, you know, we know the story when Moses went there, uh, they didn't go and a whole generation of Israelites had to die off before uh, before these guys got their chance. So 40 years, they've been waiting for their moment. Everybody died off that needed to. And now Joshua gets to lead them and and God is using him to, to lead the Israelites there. Uh, so I really rolled right into message, but and I'm sorry, but for me, the, the, part, okay. the part that stood out was, was that, it, no, I'm gonna wait, cause I'm gonna stay the message. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. Uh, All right. The other thing that stood out, and I'll leave it real quick. Uh, my pastor said this to me. I, we had some conversation over this scripture, but keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. And he said, uh, see, there's social distancing in the ark or in the in the Bible. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Um, something that stood up to me, and this really, again, I'm struggling here to say something without just blending into the message. So we might just go Why right don't we into just the talk? message here. Uh, yeah. Uh, is In verse five, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Mm. And the thing that the thought that I have is what... What is po- like what would be possible if if that's how we genuinely lived our lives with that idea of you know tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you mm. you know you go you go into bed at night and you're like what what specifically does consecrate mean so I don't pre- look stupid no to set apart set yourself, so like set yourself apart so essentially like you know you, you, you do that on a daily basis. You're going to bed and, and you're thinking like, you know, for tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among you. And I just feel like if we genuinely lived our lives like that each day, you know, it would be amazing. God would do amazing things among us. Hmm. It, it makes me wonder if we're getting into the message part. So, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what does God, you know, you and I both work in ministry. Um, we're both pastors in churches and, and, and the current times that we're in, everything is so different. Um, both of us became content creators, editors, <laughs> producers, whatever you want to say, like overnight type of thing. Uh, but, but the, the Lord 
wants to do something amazing with his church. And again, I'm using Christianese now, but with the people that say that they follow and believe in Jesus Christ and have given their lives over to him to say, I want to follow you. He wants to do, Jesus wants to do something amazing with that group of people collectively right now. Um, and, and a lot of churches right now are, are trying to figure out what, is, what, is, what does it look like to come back? What does it look like for the church? What, and, and it's all individual, right? Like it's all, it's all our own individual churches, like what's right contextually for us and, and, and everybody. But, but I think there is a general, a, a, a general thing that the Lord wants to do in calling his church to, to more than it was before it went in. Mm. Now, and the, the reason I say that is uh, I'm not a huge statistic guy, a stats guy, but the statistics for the church in North America are awful. You can you can look at different studies, the hemorrhaging faith um, study that's gone out, and it just talks about how we're losing we're, we're losing ground more or less. We're losing people at different stages of life, and and and, and all this time. And so, like, I really struggle when I hear we just want to get back because yeah. I, I go, well, what are you going back Why? to? Why? Right. What was it? And there were good things that were happening in churches, right? Like the Lord was working, but, but I just, I'm like, okay, there's something systemically wrong and we need to identify the problem. Like you talked about earlier with the dryer and okay. So if we've identified the problem, oh, nice. yeah, but now, now where do we go? Because Right now, the church is being called to a direction, or at least I can speak for me, and I think I could speak for our local body here. We're being called in a direction to a place that we've never gone before. Yeah, your goal should never be to go back. I, agreed. I, I agree. And and that's not to to minimize the good that's taken place in, in the past. And, and, you know, like... Leading up into COVID, we were having a great time here. People were were accepting Christ, having a great time of of singing and praising together and and learning from the Word. But but now here we are, and we're going okay. Um, where where are we going, Lord? And and so we're very carefully trying to hear the Word of the Lord, and and sense where He's calling us to. And he's calling us from the sense that we're getting, he's calling us in a direction that we have never gone before. Mm. And, and uh, it's a good thing that he knows the way. And um, and for me, that's the message. That's what this is speaking to me. And, and, and then to couple with what you said. So because of that, we, myself, the leaders, the board, the, the, the church, we need to prepare ourselves. We need to um, really be listening to the Lord and set ourselves apart for what he wants to do. Because I, I really believe that, um, you know, he did amazing things today for our church. Yesterday, I, I could have said, you know, for tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things. He did them today. And uh, some, some significant stuff took place today for us. Tomorrow, what does he have planned for tomorrow? Because he's mm. gonna do amazing things. And, and it, I, I don't know what it's going to look like, but then you just see him, see him working. And it's like, wow, we follow an amazing God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How, what about you, um, my dude? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I spoke a long time. You probably spent more <laughs> no, time just trying good. to listen than think. Um, yeah, no, let's just move on to obedience. Um, write down one step of obedience you need to take today or this week based on what God is revealing to you. Sure. I think for me is, you know, what I talked about in terms of consecrate yourselves for tomorrow, you know, the Lord will do amazing things. I need to have that attitude, that, that you know, that firm faith that mm. that's possible. And, you know, when I go to bed at night, that that's my belief for the next day. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's what I want to do with it. You know, that's my act of obedience is is believing that. Mm. I'm with you. I, I want to, I really want to set myself apart because I don't want to, you know what the crazy thing is? What if they hadn't consecrated themselves? Mm. You know, what if they would have broke some of the, the rules that were here? Like th the group that went with Moses earlier, 40 years earlier, missed the blessing I mean, a lot of work, a, a lot of conquest, a lot of that stuff, but they missed out on this because they were unwilling to set themselves apart like they were supposed to. Yeah. 
And so for me, I can only speak to me now. I need to make sure that I have set myself apart and have spent time with him and listening and letting him work on me and shape and mold me so that I don't miss out in the amazing thing that he's going to do. He's going to do amazing things. Whether I'm involved in that or not will depend on my obedience to him, I think. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. It does. Well, thanks, Andrew. All right. And then uh, you have the, you know, repentance and prayer. And typically we say, you know, those are things for you personally. We don't typically share those things. But if you do have prayer requests, uh, we would love to be able to pray for you. Um, you can share those uh, to us through through the Facebook page. You can do it anonymously as well uh, by visiting our website, OxfordHolyClub.com. Hmm. And uh, yeah, we'd love to be able to do that for you. But we encourage you to to take time and do the whole swarp and and look into repentance and take the time to pray as well. Awesome, Andrew. May I do the next one? Is that okay? Sure. It, yep. uh, not a big not a big deal. I just figure since I'm the one that's about to say tiebreaker, I could just keep rolling with it. Our tiebreaker says this. It's from Kelly. She says, I would like my husband, Andrew, this is obviously not you. Uh, I would like my husband, Andrew, to let go of the idea of bringing the trash cans back for our neighbors because I don't feel it comes from a place of good spirit. I think it comes from a place of nosy neighbor and a bit of passive aggressive messaging as to, you know, how you need to take care of your own, or how do you, how you need to take care of your cans. So we get Kelly upset with her husband because on the surface, it looks like he's helping the neighbors by bringing the trash cans in, but she thinks he's doing it to be nosy about their trash cans and basically telling them you suck at bringing your own stuff in. Andrew, what are your, what are your thoughts here? I feel like if you're taking the time to bring your neighbor's trash cans in, that's good enough for me. Oh, so <laughs> you're, you're saying intentions don't matter. The work is enough. Yeah, well, Do you really want like to set these. that precedent? Well, I, don't, I don't know. It just, it it just some... feels like a weird thing. Like a, like he's really like lies awake at night thinking about these trash cans out on the curb. Well, okay. So my personal example came this week. I cut my grass and we're in a duplex. So our front yard, which looks like an, uh, a whole front yard, is actually technically split down the middle. Yeah. And when I cut the grass, I just figure, you know what? I'll just do the whole front yard. Not a big deal. And, and then, my, but my, so front yard and then um, our driveway and then a little strip of grass on the other side of the driveway that is shared by the other neighbor. So these neighbors on this side with where we share the front yard, we're all cool. Uh, it's all good. I just, I saw them one time and said, Hey, I'm going to cut the grass. Do you guys care if I just go the whole way through? And they said, no. And then they've done it too. Um, the neighbor on the other side though, that we share this little strip of grass that goes, that just basically separates our property. We cut our grass at different times and I cut lower than she does. And so when I cut the grass, it makes her side look like trash. Um, <laughs> and, and it occurred to me this week that that was happening. And I thought, well, well, I'll just, I'll just cut the whole thing. And, but she was cleaning her car and some of her stuff that she was using was on the grass on her side. And so I'm like, okay, I, I, I basically had started, but couldn't finish it. So now it, I like, I cut all of what was ours and three quarters of hers and then walked away. And I thought, what message did I just send her? <laughs> did I basically just tell her, Hey, take care of your, take care of your grass, please. And look at, look at, I mowed some of your grass. I, or, or, or that, like, hey, look, look how good I am. I mowed some of your grass. So I kind of get, I kind of get why this wife is kind of wondering or, or thinking that it's this passive aggressive thing. I wasn't trying to send that message. I really wasn't. It was coming out of a place of this would look a lot better. No, shoot, it was. I was thinking this would look a lot better if it was all just done. Well, I was, I kind of, <laughs> sticking with the lawnmower theme, uh, <laughs> my neighbor, there's just a little tiny strip and I always, I don't mow it because I feel like I don't, I don't really know them that well. And Thanks, I don't Natalie. Wanna, like, 
I don't really want to mold their area if they're like annoyed by that. I'm sure they probably don't care, but I always feel guilty about it because it it just feels silly. But maybe maybe this guy goes and takes his trash in and then he sees the other people's and he feels guilty not doing it. Well, this same neighbor, for me, I've taken her trash can back. Like if, if the compost gets picked up and she's at work and I, I drive home, I'll go to grab my can and I'm like, it's it's literally 10 feet between, no, maybe 15 feet between where her trash can sits and ours. So I'm like, what is the big deal here? Um, but then like, if you ever notice when people leave it out for a long time, it this is I feel like this is trickier than than just on the surface being a good neighbor. I feel like you should be able to just be a good neighbor, take someone's trash in, and not be a big deal. Unfortunately, some people will think, well, does, do they think that I don't care about my my grass yeah, well, or my I garbage? Would, I would feel that like if somebody brought my garbage can in, me too. I would be like, oh shoot, they were really annoyed that I left my garbage out there so long. Well, so what does that say about us then? Because I'd feel that too. I don't know that we're narcissistic and we think everything's about us. Well, <laughs> but this is about us. Wait, maybe that's the narcissism. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. So, so if if I'm reading you right, you're saying let let Andrew do Andrew. Let him bring in, even if his motivations are just to snoop through an empty trash bin, and pa- passive aggressively yeah. let her know that. It needs let the neighbor know that she sucks at taking her stuff back. You think that's fine? The job's getting done. Unless he's, it's like really eating at him. Unless it's like destroying his insides. That his neighbor, his neighbors aren't taking their trash cans in, and he's doing this so passive aggressively, like very aggressively, but passively. <laughs> then maybe it's wrong. But I am. I'm, but I really. I don't know. I've. I don't know. The job's getting done, but I feel like the motivation matters. I, and I'm not trying to make that into a message, but I, I feel like the motivation behind why he's doing it matters. And maybe it'd be more therapeutic for him to not take them in and like immersion therapy. Stare, just let it go. Just let it, just let it go. Just stare at the awful looking trash cans. <clears throat> That's where I'm at. Yeah, probably. So, I mean, if, yeah, you're right. Whoa. That was real fast. <laughs> well, I mean, if he's doing it like, you know, for the wrong reasons, then just chill. Let let the trash cans go. Let the trash cans trash can. There you go. I think it's time for us to get out of here. What do you say, Andrew? All right, sounds it, good. It's been a it's been a good night. You want to take the blue and the red? I'll take the green and the black. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You can use the hashtag OH Club. And if you listen to us on iTunes, we would love for a five star rating. And if you leave us a rating, we will read it on air. Not only that, but you can send us your questions. Like I mentioned before, questions are prayer requests uh, at our website oxfordholyclub.com you can send us your own tiebreaker we'd love to break your tie you can also browse <laughs> our merchandise on there and we are going to see what it's going to take to get oxford holy club bingo to be a thing uh, that would be yeah. I, i'm really interested in that ladies and gentlemen you know that we don't pay for advertising we don't make any money on this show and uh and we just spend it so anyway ladies and gentlemen <laughs> until next time keep spiritually fit and have fun you just forgot to say so share it with others <laughs> you just said we don't make any we don't make any money <laughs> <laughs>